This is Thursday, August 31st. Have you ever waited a long time for something? Prepared for it? Planned? Gotten yourself ready with anticipation? The story of Jesus' ministry is also one of waiting. Jesus is often heard to say things like, My time has not yet come. For example, he repeats this when his mother pushes him to provide wine at the wedding in Cana of Galilee when the wine runs out. Jesus also says this to his disciples when they wonder if he's going up to the Feast of Tabernacles. Not the right right time, he says. That time will come. But this is not it. Here's our text where Jesus speaks about this, actually in his prayer. John chapter 17, verse 1. After Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you. Yes, Jesus prays that the time, the hour, has come. Everything that Jesus has done to set in motion the salvation of the world has prepared him for this moment. And it is just a moment. Have you ever noticed how God uses time? How being at the right place, or it could be the wrong place at the time, has changed an entire story. It's more than coincidence. It's timing. God's plan is unfolding just as God planned. For example, if I had not taken a year off between year one and two of graduate school, I would have not worked alongside Sandy. We wouldn't have had time to develop the relationship that led to our marriage. I think looking back, you can trace the timing in your own story. People you met that led to pivotal decisions that brought you to where you are today. It's fun to trace those things going backward. What seemed like a chance encounter at the time has changed your life in dramatic ways. But here's the difference with Jesus. He understood the Father's timing in advance. He knew that his ministry had to begin and stay in Galilee. Why? Well, in Jerusalem, the religious leaders would have arrested him far sooner. His ministry would have been halted so much earlier. This is one reason why Jesus repeatedly told people he met in Galilee not to spread the word about him. He wanted to reach the towns in Galilee with the good news before heading off to Jerusalem so that everyone would have a chance to hear. Then the Gospels tell us that at a point in time, Jesus set his face toward Jerusalem. It was just the right time to go there. And then he went to teach the people, to make his ministry public and open there. Jesus knew his time and he was not about to get behind or ahead in the plan to save us. Now in this prayer, Jesus says something absolutely astounding. He says, I brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. Now, in this part of the prayer, he's not puffing himself up, but merely stating that he's always been on the mission of the Father. He says he has done all that the Father has given him. Now, Jesus is speaking about his life from top to bottom across the scope of his ministry. And when I read these words, I like to do that just what God has given me just one day. But Jesus says he's done it all. And this makes me wonder, 
How can we live our lives in accord with God's timing? Just three suggestions will help. First, knowing that God is sovereign. That means he works in time. He works in time for his purposes, you might say. This means knowing that God has a different clock than we do, and also that God is always faithful to accomplish his, his purposes in time. We see this with Jesus. He didn't rush to Bethany when he heard his friend Lazarus was sick. Martha and Mary, Lazarus's sisters, must have been bewildered by Jesus's response. Though after Jesus arrived, though when Jesus arrived, Lazarus had already died, Jesus was right on time. God was glorified in it all, and Martha and Mary got their brother back from death. God controls time. And that leads us to the second thing. We can trust God's timing. Now, this is so very difficult for us when we're in pain or when we feel something good and beautiful and true is beyond our reach. God often seems to be slow in our way of thinking. God didn't bring Israel out of Egypt for 375 years. Jesus didn't show up in Bethany until the story looked to be over. Trusting God's timing means looking for him in it. And that's the third thing. Yes, I know this is even more difficult when you are in slavery as Israel was when they were in Egypt. But the time will come when God will put everything to rights, you could say. God isn't slow in keeping his promise. He is utterly faithful. And that's how Jesus gets to this point in his prayer. He says, Father, the hour has come. Now's the time. We rejoice in Jesus knowing that God's people waited hundreds of years for their Messiah to appear. We don't like waiting, that's for sure. But we can trust God and his ways and also his timing. Of course, likely most of us today are in places of waiting for one thing or another. I'm waiting today for the birth of a grandbaby that's over a week overdue. You may be waiting to ring the bell in your cancer battle and celebrate the victory, but you're not there yet. So today we trust God because we know his love through Jesus. We know the links God has gone to in order to redeem us and to give us a future. And so we rest in God's timing another day. Let's pray. Lord God, you know how anxious we can become. We desire so much. And you give us life a day at a time, not all at once. Draw us close enough to you in Christ that we have a growing sense of your timing. We trust in you, O oh Lord. Amen. <laughs>